So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here. Actually, I'm dropping that. Never mind. Ryan Wiley here. I've been here a year. I've been in Kelowna for a year, all four seasons. So I did say I'm going to drop that, although it has a nice catch to it. Nice ring to it. West Coast Wiley. Um, You know, so let's just go with that. Ryan Wiley. Okay. Thanks for listening. Before I jump into what I want to talk about today, which is what I think is a very important misperception in our industry is, you know, what CRMs you actually need to have on the go. How, how do you make money from your CRM? Like CRMs, this word that's like, as soon as you say, Hey, what's your CRM? People are like, they kind of tense up and it's, they get stressed out because they realize they're not doing what they should be doing. And I think it's because we've been fed misinformation. And so I'm going to walk you through how you actually should be treating a CRM. It's the stress-free way to business through a CRM, right? I'm going to, so I'm going to lay that out for you. Um, I've touched on this in previous ones, but it just keeps coming up and up again, more and more in my interactions with other brokers. So I feel like I need to address it again. Okay. Um, But before we get into that, excuse me, sorry, clearing my throat here. Before we get into that, uh, I have a pet peeve, and the pet peeve is this. It is us as business owners, we are all business owners. One sec here. Excuse me. That's horrible. I apologize for doing that. Last time I'll do that. But like I said, I don't edit these. Okay, we just go. So, but I do apologize. Um, So us as business owners, we have day-to-day interactions with other business owners. Small business owners, right? And let's be honest, COVID's kind of screwed over a lot of small business owners. And even prior to COVID, it's tough being a small business owner. Half the people don't know what they're doing. They know they want to be not sure. They know they know they want to work for themselves. They're grinding away, doing whatever that service is. And so here's my pet peeve: is us as mortgage brokers, mortgage agents, whatever you want to call us. We put the energy out there. Hey, don't talk to me about rates. Like, I'm not buying my rate down. Like, why do you want to talk to me over rates? Well, the public's been conditioned that way, right? To negotiate. To go, well, what's your rate? Well, what's your rate? It's our job to educate them, coach them, show value adds, and steer the conversation away from that. They don't know any better. You can't take it personally. But that's not my pet peeve. My pet peeve is this. We expect our clients to not negotiate. And to just trust you and to show, you know, you've got value and like, it's not all about the interest rate. It's about me in your corner and I've access to 20 lenders and blah, blah, blah. Yet when we're out there the day to day communicating with other small business owners, we want to grind them. We want to question them. And so I'm going to give you some examples. Like I go to the farmer's market all the time and people are there grinding over like this mom and pop shop selling $6 carrots, trying to get them down to five bucks. Like it's a dollar 
I don't even have to explain that to you, how in, insane that is. So you can't treat people out in your day-to-day and then want to be treated differently in your business world. You have to treat everyone the same. You have to have the same mentality. Hey, I respect you as a small business owner. I see value there. Am I paying six bucks, but I could pay five over here, but I like you and I support you and your carrots are sweeter than these ones. And, you know, I realize you got to set up your stand, you harvest your carrots and you had some rain droughts and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to grind you for a buck and then come back and sit in my office and jump on a call and be irritated when someone wants to talk to me about interest rates. It doesn't work that way. Right? So if you're putting that energy out, we want to grind people. If you're that person that spends an hour and a half on the phone with Bell to get their retention team to renegotiate something that'll save you over a year, 350 bucks, like you're doing things wrong. And I granted, they're not a small business owner. That's a corporation. So I, I kind of pivoted there a bit, but I'm, there's two things I play here. There's one, is your time worth doing that? Whereas you could have spent an hour and a half in your business and set, built something in your business that would have easily made you more than that. But more importantly, it's a small business owners. So we've got, <clears throat> we've got people that today we had four girls come up, start, and they're just on our property. I look outside and I'm like, Hey, I open the door. I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. Who are you? By the way, just wondering name's Ryan. What's going on? Oh, we work for your landscaper. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know you were coming. What are you doing? Well, we're doing this, this, this trim. Okay, cool. All right. So we get the bill and the bill's more than I thought. But I also realize it's tough to get four people out at once. It's tough to motivate those people to show up, to pick weeds, trim trees, to show up when they say they're going to show up. And he's got to build his margins in. And they did show up when they said they're going to show up. He did what he did. Is it, sure, could it be 20% lower? Maybe, I don't know. How do I know? We have a person who does our pool. She comes and takes care of the pool and the hot tub and she sends us a bill. And is it higher or is it lower? Like if I'm negotiating blindly with what do I know? What is the cost here? What's the cost there? We're in different areas now in Kelowna versus being in Ontario. It's hard to find people here that want to work. It's someone showed up. It's, I know their cost. They got to show up and, I was sitting at the pub the other day and for lunchtime, quick lunch, quick pint, two subcontractors there. And they're sitting there going, this guy wanted me to show up and $4,500 for this. And I'm like, what do you, now I got to lug all my stuff out. So this, where I'm going with this is you have to, if you're some, if you're an entrepreneur and you're supporting small businesses, like we want people to support our small business. Sometimes you got to pay a little more. So you can't win on every negotiation in your personal world. You can't win on if someone gives me great value, shows up and they say they're going to. And yeah, and I understand they have expenses and they're, they're juggling a lot of things. I know my hourly rate. I know what I'm taking home. I know you're not close to that. And I know you're working harder and you're grinding away. I will support you from start to finish. And so that's the mentality I have. And so when people come to me and want to talk about rate, I get it. I understand it. That's the way they're conditioned. Much like you might be conditioned to nickel and dime every person in your world from the 
farmer's market person where you're buying carrots from to the moving company to the person cutting your grass to, right? It just keeps going. All those negotiations on. It's exhausting. I don't like it. I will, if I feel that you're not taking advantage of me, if I feel it's a fair price, I will pay the bill and carry on and support your business. And so I've been quoted out deals from people and doing stuff in our backyard, just another example of building something. And they come and I say, just be fair. You be fair, build it, give me the invoice. What am I going to do? Take your invoice. If you submit up front your quote, which I know all subcontractors hate doing, hate doing the quotes because A, they don't know if you're going to nickel and dime them. B, they're just, they don't like writing stuff down on paper and figuring out the math and giving it to you. And C, they don't even know if you're going to move forward. So what's the goal of having a quote? If I know a range it's coming in, if I know it's four to 6,000 and I tell you to be fair and I trust you and you've been referred to someone, by someone, what's the purpose of me getting your quote? What am I going to do with that? Am I going to like analyze it and go, wow, no, the cost, like, how do I know? I don't know that information. So I can only go on my gut. My gut is who I trust, who I believe in, much like you're asking your clients to believe and trust in you. And when you give them a 2% interest rate and then go to the marketing at 185, you get a bit irritated because you're like, well, my time is valuable and I provide these other values outside of that. And I keep you out of harm's way and I work on budgeting with you. I give you confidence, put offers in, right? But that's because that's how my brain's wired, where I'm not looking around like the Terminator trying to to negotiate every angle of my life. Not going to do it. Not the best use of my time. And I'm okay leaving breadcrumbs. I'm okay not squeezing everything out in every scenario. I don't need to do that because I've set myself up in other areas. I don't need to do that. As long as you're fair, you do what you say you're going to do and you show up and your communication's tight, I'll pay market and I'll even pay above market. And so I just want you to bring that mentality in. That was the rant. I know it's a long rant. That was like a nine minute rant. I apologize. Now we're going to get into what I want to talk about. So I want to talk about CRMs. There's this, we've been conditioned in our industry to, and very, very, very few of us actually do this. I don't, never will, don't want to. Very few of us do this, by the way. But we've been conditioned to, hey, database, keep your database tight, keep your CRM tight. And so I want to actually jump in there and go, let's be more specific. Because if I told you what I do from a CRM standpoint, you're probably going to be shocked. So we take your information. The only thing we track is first name, last name, and email address. And we push that over to VIP Club, which is built on MailChimp, and BombBomb. That's where we make our money, by sending marketing emails, webinar introductions, yada, yada, yada. That's where we make our money. Me, personally, I don't see the need to track your maturity date, the mortgage amount, the variable rate, what you got, what all your names are, what your kids' names are, like all that data. I have yet to meet someone who has pristine data and then also monetizes it. I'm not saying they're out there. They're probably out there. But it's an ongoing pressure we have as an industry that's been put on us to keep your data tight, which is stressful because none of us like spreadsheets. None of us like data. None of us like being in applications. So then we put it on an assistant. An assistant doesn't like that crap either. 
because they're not going to benefit from it down the road. They don't like it. It's just one of those things. It's like calling your database. Everyone starts out with that intention, but no one really likes doing it. So we put this pressure on us to keep all that data super tight, yet we don't even know what the hell we're going to do with it. We don't know how to make money off of it. And so you could, we run all our stuff through FileLogix as our submission platform. Not going to change. That's what we're doing. Every month we run a report out and we can just pull out all the rates and we can look for opportunities to arbitrage um, variable rates, right? Hey, you're at prime minus 30, rates are prime minus 90. Based on your mortgage amount, we can save you this amount. Fire off an email. We can either save you 400 a month or take 16 months off your mortgage and it's going to take you two or three hours work. Do you want to book a call? That's how we use it, okay? We don't do maturity date emails because a lot of times our clients refinance year two, three, four. Now the maturity date, now you got to go cancel that campaign and put a new campaign in. And to be honest, I don't want to work with renewal clients. It's a pain in the ass to up against retention teams. So we don't have maturity date. We don't have birthday date campaigns. Those look very, in my opinion, only my opinion, wink, wink, it's my podcast. So it's, of course, my opinion. We don't do birthday campaigns. They're very unauthentic. I'm on two of them. And when I get them, I kind of cringe because they're people that I kind of know well. And they don't even have, not the balls, but they don't have the wherewithal to call me on my birthday. But now I'm on this automated drip where I know they didn't do anything. And it actually works against them. And then I look at it as that's another opportunity that I missed out on because you only have so many opportunities to reach out to your database where I'm sending you this fake birthday email. Whereas I lose an opportunity to send you like a very valuable email. So I can only send you so many, right? Makes sense. The only birthday thing that ever worked for me was early on in my career. I called every client and sang happy birthday and it worked phenomenally well. So it was very sticky, authentic. It was me. They pick up the phone. Hey, Tom, Hey, Tron Wiley, happy birthday. And then I go, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Tom. Happy birthday to you. Something like that. And then he would laugh his ass off or she would laugh her ass off. And I'd be like, hey, dude, just want to say happy birthday. Hope Sarah's doing well. Enjoy your day, man. Um, I'll chat with you later. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Peace out. That's it. If I got to, if I went to voicemail, I'd sing it on voicemail. So I do one of those every couple of days. I don't have a large database every couple of days. It worked very, very well. Then I just got busy, busy, busy. And I couldn't unfortunately do that. Um, but I'm telling you right now, that works well. That works way better than sending out those automated emails where happy birthday. Today's a special day. You could see the, t- like, it's just like, come on, we know. Like, it took you no time. So I'd rather you don't send anything, right? I, I would have a bad taste in my mouth when I get those. Just got to know how automated they are. And so I wanted to share with you, <clears throat> I wanted to sort of take some stress off your table, off your plate. I wanted to go, please don't feel like you need to keep all your data super tight. Don't feel like you need to know exactly what properties, what mortgages, what you can go and get that. Uh, with one report poll at any given time, okay? Because now you're creating make work projects for people and you don't even understand how you're going to monetize that. So instead, take the easier approach and build a marketing CRM. 
First name, last name, email. Could just be MailChimp. Does not be VIP Club. Does not be BombBomb. MailChimp's free up to 2,000 contacts. And mark it in there every month. And just be vulnerable. Be authentic. Be you. That's how you make the money. It's not, I've got all this tight-ass data sitting here. What am I going to do with it? There's certain businesses that have figured it out. But for most of us, one-man band, one-woman band, it's overkill. It's drastic overkill. And you sort of lose sleep at night. And you want to avoid the database marketing question. And you want to avoid the, how's your database? What do you do? Like, because you don't really have an answer. And so I feel your pain. Been there, done that, realized no one's actually making money off that. Very few people are. Instead, it's focused on a marketing CRM. And all I need for that is first name, last name, email. That's it. I don't need to know anything else. If you book a call for me, boom, marketing CRM. You watch a webinar, marketing CRM. You do a deal, marketing CRM. And I get you long-term. I'm showing you my personality, value adds, case studies, real numbers, videos. That's how I get you. Okay? So I wanted to do that. This We covered a lot here. This was a, we, we, did, we bit off a lot. But that's okay. We're 16 minutes in. I'll never go past 20 unless it's very serious. So I'm going to shut this down. Five texts today, kids. I hope you found value there. Okay? All right. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.